is here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. There's a ton to get into the night, and we will unravel it. The cocaine scandal in the White House, they're trying to quickly broom it. It's a cover-up. Cover-up. I'll be getting into that. More on the legal front. You've got this this buffoon, this Jack Smith, so-called special counsel, grand jury, this one, the January 6th grand jury. Apparently, Jerry Kushner testified in front of that grand jury. There's a leak about that. As for the documents case, apparently, Smith and his crew of cronies are opposing holding the trial after the election. They are demanding that the election be held in December right in the teeth of the presidential election. So that tells you what they're all about. It exposes them. Life, Liberty, and Levin this Sunday, I'm going to go through a host of motions that I believe President Trump's lawyers should begin filing now in order to send torpedoes one at a time into the side of the good ship Lollipop, the Department of Justice, and this guy Smith. And I'm also going to, I think, eviscerate Christopher Ray, Chris Christie, who comes to his defense, that Christopher Ray is a good guy and he's put all these reforms in place. Christopher Ray is a horrific public servant. He doesn't answer any questions, including questions he can't answer. He needs to go. We can't have people like that. But more on that later. And of course, from time to time here, all the time we discuss the Constitution, but from time to time, we take a deep dive. And I said, we'll get into all these other issues. But before we do, every now and then we have to plow our own course. Kids just follow the news. 
And I honestly don't like to just follow the news. So, I thought, how about a little discussion on the Constitution? Our fantastic Constitution. Call the family over. Call your kids over. Because you're about to hear something you probably haven't heard as I dig into this. This is from Chapter 7 of the Democrat Party Hates America. The title of this chapter is War on the Constitution. The U.S. Constitution is the most remarkable governing document ever written. Creates a functioning federal government, but protects both state and individual liberties at the same time. It uniquely divides the federal government into three co-equal branches with their own responsibilities, and whose members are chosen in fundamentally different ways. It is further designed to protect the people from at least two forms of tyranny, mobocracy and monarchy, that would be modern-day dictatorship. The Constitution is a document that takes into consideration the extraordinarily diverse nature of America, from its more densely populated areas to its rural communities, from its commercial centers to farming areas, from its fisheries to its mining towns, from people of deep faith to people of no faith. From the highly educated to the barely literate, from the rich to the poor, and yes, from white to black people, and every other skin color. It is a self-correcting document, allowing for amendments to address imperfections and unforeseen events should a significant portion of the body politic and the public demand them. The Constitution is a truly incredible manifestation of thousands of years of human experience and progress, yet drafted in a period of less than five months. But if your purpose is to fundamentally transform America, then your purpose must also be to destroy constitutional republicanism. Thus, the Constitution must go, either all at once or by parts. And that is exactly what the Democrat Party and its masterminds have in mind. Indeed, Biden and his party are endlessly and relentlessly looking for ways to bypass the Constitution's obstacles to centralized power. And I'm going to give you a big example later in the program today. Big example that just happened. And their propaganda aimed at condemning Republican institutions has grown increasingly shrill, unhinged, and desperate. In the past, the Democrat Party and its academicians insisted that the Constitution actually embodied their ideological agenda and compelled the outcomes that they demanded. They celebrated judges and justices who abused judicial review and the promotion of activism. Today, they make open their disdain for the Constitution and no longer seek to disguise their true intentions. For example, radical leftist Ruth Kolker, professor at Moritz College of Law, the Ohio State University, is is illustrative of this modern assault on the Constitution itself. Key to this attack is to try and link the Constitution to slavery. She writes in the opening salvo of her essay titled The White Supremacist Constitution that the United States Constitution is a document that during every era has helped further white supremacy. 
White supremacy constitutes a political, economic, and cultural system in which whites overwhelmingly control power and material resources. Conscious and unconscious ideas of white superiority and entitlement are widespread. By the way, she's white, of course. And relations of white dominance and non-white subordination are daily reenacted across a broad array of institutions and social settings. She says, rather than understand the Constitution as a force for progressive structural change, we should understand it as a barrier to change. From its inception, the Constitution enshrined slavery and the degrading of black people by considering them to be property rather than equal members of the community. The Civil War amendments did not only abolish slavery, only prohibited a limited ban on state action. Radical Reconstruction was short-lived as white supremacy quickly eviscerated any political gains that black voters had achieved. The Supreme Court has interpreted the Civil War amendments consistently, she says, with their white supremacist roots, rather than serve as an effective instrument to help eradicate the, the badges, incidents, and vestiges of slavery, the Constitution has become a tool both to ban voluntary race affirmative measures as the federal, state, and local government level and also to preclude Congress from enacting strong abolitionist measures. The court, she writes, has enshrined the views of Andrew Jackson, a fierce proponent of white supremacy, into its structure. This is the kind of anti-American racist claptrap, ladies and gentlemen, that passes for constitutional scholarship these days. Ellie Mistal, you know who that is, right, Mr. Producer? He's the guy endlessly on MSNBC. He's a real vile, real vile person. Another extreme leftist. Correspondent for the radical magazine The Nation. He's a frequent guest on MSNBC and author of the book, Allow Me to Retort, A Black Guy's Guide to the Constitution. And like Holker, he declares that the United States is and always has been a corrupt society. And the Constitution is nothing but an accumulation of demands of immoral white people enshrined in a document and imposed on the nation. And during his media tour promoting the book, he declared on ABC's roundly ridiculed View television show, the Constitution is kind of trash. Let's just talk as adults for a second. And he went on. It was written by slavers and colonists and white people who were willing to make deals with slavers and colonists. They didn't ask anybody who looked like me what they thought about the Constitution. Moreover, this document was written without the consent of black and brown people in this country, without the consent of women in this country. And I say, he writes, or said, if that is the starting point, the very least we can do is ignore what those slavers and colonists and misogynists thought and interpret the Constitution in a way that makes sense for our modern world. Now, Mistal's pretentious, unhinged rantings are typical, again, of the guests booked by the Democrat Party media, MSNBC, and so forth. And he's among 
Oh, and among the improvements that he pushes on the Constitution are all this left-wing claptrap agenda that he pushes. Now, just to underscore this point that we talked about a week or two or three ago, where in the Constitution is slavery mentioned? Nowhere. Where in the Declaration is slavery mentioned? Well, it had originally been in a draft, but they had to remove it due to Georgia and South Carolina, or they wouldn't have been able to have unity in their war against Britain. But it's nowhere in the Declaration. As a matter of fact, the Declaration talks about unalienable rights and so forth for every human being. Every human being. And when he says, Misthal, that blacks didn't have any say, the scholarship that I researched says that anywhere from five to ten states Five to ten states, black people voted. And voted to ratify the Constitution of the United States. As for blacks being viewed as property under the Constitution, where? Another lie. The three-fifths enumeration that I've talked about many, many, many times, till I'm blue in the face, had to do with representation. Representation. In other words, the South wanted to count slaves as an individual citizen for purposes of gaining more seats in the House of Representatives. It was the North that said no. That said no, you can't treat these people as property and then treat them as people for purposes of empowering yourselves. And so the three-fifths compromise came to be wasn't that they were three-fifths of a person they knew they were people even among the slaveholders as diabolical as they were it was for addressing the number of seats that would be in the house of representatives what is in the constitution of course is the 13th 14th and 15th amendments all passed by the states by three-fourths of the states. Abolishing slavery, conferring the right of voting on freed black slaves, and due process and equal protection. Now, it certainly wasn't perfect the way this was implemented, but our governing document, it's not a document of slavery, it's a document of freedom. A document of freedom. Now, there's two individuals who did more for black people and more to end slavery than any other two human beings on the face of the earth. Certainly in the United States. That would be Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. Neither of them have a national holiday birthday, by the way. On July 5th, we have one minute, you said? Well, I won't be able to finish this. All right, I want to continue a little bit more when we return. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, 
Average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Frederick Douglass had been a slave. He became one of the great civil rights leaders in human history. Extraordinarily intelligent, self-taught, incredibly literate, fantastic writer. And had enormous influence during that period, especially in the North. And he and Abraham Lincoln became very good friends. He was very skeptical of Lincoln early on. But that said, he would become good friends. The Democrats want you to believe that the Declaration of Independence is racist, that the Constitution is racist. There's nothing racist in either of those documents, quite the contrary. They're fabulous documents of liberty, freedom. And the men at the time who were fighting slavery and racism, they invoked them constantly. It's the modern-day American Marxist who trashes those documents. Not because of slavery 150 years, 160 years ago. They trash it because those documents stand in the way of their Marxist agenda. The Constitution and the Marxist ideology are like oil and water. They can't work. The Constitution and the, the issues the Democrat Party today advocates, they can't work, which is why they go around the Constitution. I want to encourage you to grab your copy of American Marxism, but even before you do that, how about this book, The Democrat Party Hates America? I'll be right back. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example... Average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. 
If the world seems so confusing, Mike will be glad to clear that up for you. Call him now at 877-381-3811. As a side note, they talk about the Electoral College, too, which has absolutely nothing to do with slavery of any kind. And in fact, but for the Electoral College, Abraham Lincoln wouldn't have been president of the United States. The Electoral College has to, everything to do with trying to determine to have all aspects and parts of the country participate in the republic. If you had a straight-line popular vote, which is what the Democrats want, if that's what you have, then 10 states have the ability to win that popular vote given their population numbers. All the rest of the states would be cut out, meaning tens of millions of people would have no say in the government. They'd have no representation. But I don't want to do a course on the Electoral College right now. That can be that can wait for another day. It's amazing how we're able to use this platform, isn't it? Talk radio is fantastic. Others can just pick things off the news and run with it and find that's fine. They'll fill their time with a gaggle of guests. We have guests from time to time. But it is a remarkable platform. Especially for somebody like me who wants to get into some of these issues fairly deeply. And I think that's why we've been around for 21 years. You know, we're up against all kinds of sports. Particularly on the East Coast and in the later hours of the program. The Mets and the Yankees and all kinds of teams, but all over the country. And we just power through. And no show is ever going to be able to compete with those sporting events other than this one. Just the nature of the beast. So why did I get into this to begin with? To talk about the Democrat Party Hates America, my book, in part. But what triggered it is what I was reading this piece uh, from the Daily Caller. Democrats attempt to ram through new constitutional amendment with creative legal maneuver. They are constantly looking for ways to torpedo the Constitution. Laurel Duggan, congressional Democrats are attempting to add the Equal Rights Amendment, the ERA, to the Constitution. About half a century after states failed to ratify it by introducing legislation stating that it has in fact been ratified, according to the New York Times. I will just say it was ratified. Congress passed the ERA in 1972 with a seven-year deadline for ratification. Congress proposed it to the states. But only 35 states ratified by 1982, falling short of the required three-fourths of the states. It would be 38. But this moron, Kirsten Gillibrand and Cory Bush, the Marxist Broomhilda, Democrat New York Senator Kristen Gillibrand and Democrat Missouri Representative Cory Bush will introduce a proposal which ignores the deadline. States that the ERA has already been ratified as the 28th Amendment 
and urges the National Archivist to certify and publish it immediately, according to the New York Times. The lawlessness is incredible, isn't it? For us, it's already done. The ERA ERA is the 28th Amendment. We just need the archivist to publish it, Bush said, according to the New York Times. Jeez, it's a Republican pushing some kind of amendment. They'd have uh, a federal grand jury in Washington, D.C. They'd be charged with something. Now, the amendment's plain text states that women have equal rights to men throughout the U.S., but legal experts view the measure as a way to push through pro-abortion measures, as well as policies erasing sexual distinctions in public restrooms and other traditionally sex-segregated places. Ask a question. It's an honest question. Why are these Democrat Party officials, elected and unelected, at local and state levels, buried in the educational bureaucracy or the media, why are they such perverts? Why are they such child abusers? Why aren't they celebrating men as men and women as women? I mean, I used to have a joke in Russia, the men are men and the women are men. You can't even say that anymore because it can be anywhere. (laughs) What do you think about this, Mr. This is a Democrat party that is obsessed with bisexual sex, with all forms of sex, sex with God knows what, body mutilation, Mutilating children? Aborting babies at the last minute? This is the party of eugenics a hundred years ago. But what is it about this party? It's sick. Now, Mr. Producer, let us, let's take a swing at this. Kirsten Gillibrand, let's invite her on the program. What do you say? I mean, I mean, I, you know, I get it. But the point is, she needs to explain herself. She can't just live in a bubble where she talks to herself. We need to have an explanation. I, I would also like to discuss the contents of the ERA. What exactly is meant by this? That men and women are equal for all purposes. We're not equal for all purposes. In fact, we're not equal for a lot of purposes, and that's a good thing. You know, one day a book is going to be written about this country when it's all over, when it's finally collapsed, destroyed from within, made weak, and then destroyed from without by our enemies, just like Rome. And as I've told you before, Rome lasted a thousand years. We haven't even gotten to 300 years, and we're on shaky feet, absolutely shaky. But that day will come, which is why I and you fight like hell, because we have children and grandchildren, and the future matters. What this generation is doing to this country, where other generations fought to promote it, defend it, 
is sickening beyond belief. It's sickening beyond belief. So you have this amendment, they're going to dust it off, and they say all we have to do is tell the archivist to sign off on it? You know, they talk about fake electors. These sound like uh, fake amendments, Mr. Producer. Not going to get away with that. Anyway, I point this out because these people don't believe in the Constitution. They believe in using it somehow. So that's what drew my attention to this whole issue, is that they're trying to circumvent the rules as they always do, whether it's the Electoral College or whether it's the amendment process or whatever it is, to impose on us their will. All right. Joe Biden, he's in Finland today. Is he the worst screw-up of all time or what? Cut one, go. My second question on that note to uh, Mr. President Niinistö, uh, hearing this answer that no one can guarantee a future, are you worried that the political instability in U.S. will cause issues in the alliance in the future? Let me be clear. I didn't say we didn't guarantee it. We couldn't guarantee the future. You can't tell me whether you're going to be able to go home tonight. No one can be sure what they're going to do. I'm saying as sure as anything can possibly be said about American foreign policy, we will stay connected to NATO. Connected to NATO beginning, middle, and end. We're a transatlantic partnership. That's what I've said. But obviously earlier he wasn't clear on it or the question wouldn't have been raised at all. Cut to go. No one can join NATO while a war war is going on where a NATO nation is being attacked because that guarantees that we're in a war. Let me help you out here. I agree with what he's trying to say. If they're not in NATO, they're not a NATO nation, right, Mr. Producer? Uh, So um, Ukraine is not a NATO nation. But I made the point, I think, two days ago, as somebody who actually supports Ukraine against Russia, strongly, that a request to join NATO now is ridiculous because that triggers Article 5 which means NATO's going to war, which means the United States is going to war. With troops, with our Air Force, and all the rest of it. Now, why would we do that? We mustn't do that, and we won't do that. Now, the Chinese are hacking our computer systems, while we're sending a conga line of Biden cabinet members over to China trying to appease them. Do you realize as a people, step back a second, how little we know about what's being done in our, for our lives, our country, our family, our future? We have no idea what's being discussed behind closed doors. We have no idea what the Biden administration is trying to give to the communist Chinese what kind of compromises they're trying to make. We don't have the foggiest idea. And by the way, neither does Congress. Neither does Congress. This whole Iran thing. It's all being done verbally. Congress has no idea what's taking place, and the Democrats in Congress don't give a damn. We're being sold out. And Netanyahu is being told... 
that Iran's going to get nuclear weapons. There's not a damn thing you or we can do about it. So we have to try and manage it and contain it. And unless you agree with us, we are not going to have solid relations between each other. And you can't join me for dinner at the White House, BB. This reprobate, phony president of ours. That's right, he's a phony. He has everyone. He's got, he loves that guy who's tortured people, killed people, imprisoned people. That's more his style, I guess. But this hate for Netanyahu and the conservatives in Israel is constant. And it's relentless because they will not buckle to the appeasers in our country. They simply won't. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. If we've learned anything over the past two years, it's that unexpected things can happen. For example, average IRA and 401k balances fell 20% last year, according to Fidelity. We didn't expect that. But here's something that could help if you have an IRA or 401k. Physical gold in your IRA. The World Gold Council says even central banks are buying tons of gold. Now, what does that tell you? Learn why many Americans are turning to a gold IRA with Augusta Precious Metals. They're the best. I recommend them to my friends and family. You should call Augusta and get their ultimate guide to gold IRAs. Feels good to know there's another savings option. Diversity is the key. Call Augusta Precious Metals at 8774-GOLD-IRA. That's 8774-GOLD-IRA. 8774-GOLD-IRA. Consult your financial professionals before making investment decisions and get disclosures at AugustaPreciousMetals.com. Biden is with world leaders in Finland. We talked about this. Isn't this depressing? Maybe it's me. I remember when Reagan was president for eight years. He was so proud of the country. So proud of the people he represented overseas. He was so proud of law enforcement, the military, proud of the flag, proud of our history. Embraced market capitalism like nobody before. He spoke very negatively about the enemy, very positively about the American people. He didn't divide us in the groups, he didn't divide us racially. None of this MAGA extremism stuff for the left. He was proud of his country. He was respectful of the people who put him in office. It was probably the greatest honor I've ever had, certainly professionally, to work in that administration for eight years. He embraced the private sector, didn't try and tax it out of existence. He insisted on treating each person as an individual human being, not as a group of racists to be turned one against the other. He was a tremendous leader with a smile and a statesman. He set out to destroy the Soviet Union, and that's exactly what he did. 
Look at this fool overseas and in our own country, muddling through. Thinks he's a tremendous success. Thinks he's a genius statesman, a genius economist, a genius economist. It's absolutely disgusting. Some of you are too young to know what it was like. Obviously to live through that administration, you're living through this. We have a Democrat party that is fanatical about abortion. Now, how sick is that? Even if you believe in it, do you have to have it as a, as a personal lust? We have an FBI and a Department of Justice that's utterly and completely out of control with respect to Trump, with respect to parents, with respect to pro-lifers, with respect to the Catholic Church and so forth. The Democrat Party is all good with that. None of this would be going on under Reagan. He would put a, you know, he, he'd put an end to it. I see uh, the actors are on strike now, SAG. Hate that union. It's my union. I can't work behind this microphone unless I'm a member of this SAG union. Bunch of sad sacks. So they're striking. The writers are striking. I'm supposed to give a crap. It's amazing. They're boycotting themselves. I will not make a movie, and I will not go to one of my movies. Fine by me. Strike for the rest of your lives. Ask if I give a damn. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Welcome back, America. Mark Levin here. Climate change. The same people who hate this country, who hate capitalism, who hate you. Have you noticed? Are the same people behind climate change? How can that be? It's obvious. Climate change is just another ruse. They've tried many. They tried global cooling, global warming. They settled on climate change. They've tried communist-style class warfare. You're not buying it. So they decided, okay, let's claim that capitalism and prosperity and growth are damaging air and water and the environment. In fact, they're deadly. And it's an international emergency. And that if we don't quickly destroy our own economic superiority... If we don't do these things and do them yesterday, then the nation cannot survive. So this is where they've dragged us. And you actually have Joe Biden in Finland today essentially saying this, which only motivates our enemies even more. Listen to this. Cut five. Go. And we're working the lockstep on to tackle climate crisis. 
in which you've been leaders on for a long time, and uh, in order to literally preserve our planet. Oh. Finland's been a leader? Do we get something from Finland, Mr. Is it, is it like, uh, like the phony bridge sign leading to uh, Trenton, New Jersey, where Trenton makes, it, the world takes? Trenton doesn't make anything. Not anymore. Anyway, go ahead. Essential threat humanity faces, and we don't have a lot of time, but I'm confident if we continue to work together, we can deal with it. So the existential threat, that's a new word for the last few years that they keep using. The existential threat is climate change. Which is why we had to ban the incandescent light bulb, you see, because it's, it's a life-threatening product, the light bulb. Now we have to use LEDs. They're always ugly, but whatever. Which is why we have to eliminate the combustion engine and fossil fuels, because everybody's dying from them. No, they're not. Oh, what are you, a scientist? You're a biologist? And the stupidest politicians of all keep lecturing us about this stuff and are in charge of it. This is a religion. This is an ideology. This isn't science. Where's the settled science? I want to read it. I said, where's the settled science? I want to read it. Is it along there with the chapters on the mask? And the lockdowns? And canceling school? Where's the settled science? As you and I watch our country being destroyed... And we have little say in it. We have no say in it. Because it's being run by the bureaucracy. And they're not up for election. Not now, not ever. Isn't it great to be a Marxist? You build these massive bureaucratic empires. You load them up with like-thinking radicals. They're immune from elections. They have civil service status. They have union status on top of that. You couldn't move one of these people out of office if your life depended on it. And it's incestuous. The hiring practices. Just like with faculty. Congress didn't pass a law eliminating the combustion engine. Congress didn't pass a law and say, thou shalt not drive automobiles that use gasoline or diesel fuel. Congress never voted on any of that. And so what do they do? They do exactly what Gillibrand and the other puke are doing with the Constitution. They are taking statutes, rewriting them in the executive branch, essentially, issuing regulations and saying we are authorized by Congress to make these decisions. Life affecting quality of life decisions who nobody voted on. What kind of representative government is that? It's an existential threat, don't you know? 
I thought the oceans by now were going to be so high that we'd all be flooded from sea to shining sea. Never happened. Now we get these damn weather reports. Oh, it's hot out there. It's hot. It's hot. You know where it's hot? Las Vegas. It's a desert, you idiots. Hot in Florida? I'm here. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm here. Record set. Every year it's record setting. So it's damn light bulbs. And gas stoves. And the damn cows. And the methane. That's right. It's the coal miners, the steel workers. They're the problem. It's the refineries. We got to shut them down. As I said, when that book is written about America, there was a book called The Suicide of the West. Tremendous book. This is the suicide of America. And you and I didn't even vote for it. Nobody voted for it. It's exactly what Gramsci, the Italian communist, Marcusi, the German communist, came to the United States, infiltrated our country. It's what they all said. Slowly but surely secrete ourselves into the culture, into the government. No bottom-up revolution. No middle-out revolution. Violence, if it occurs, great, but it's not going to in most democracies. So take the system over, over time, over a course of time. It's all in the book. Over a course of time, they've taken over the media, which is the state-run media. Show me, show me the difference of opinions between Chuck Todd and anyone in the government. Ever. When there's a Democrat in power. And go down the list. They hire from each other's workforces. It's top down. This is all top down. Washington centric. Regulations. Treated as laws. With fines and penalties. Including possible imprisonment. And not a single vote was cast for this. If you had today a public vote on whether to eliminate cars that run on fossil fuels, it would lose overwhelmingly. If you had representatives that voted on a piece of legislation on whether the outlaw the combustion engine. It would lose overwhelmingly. They don't even bring it up to a vote. But if you have a bureaucracy that issues regulations, because the Supreme Court said under the Chevron decision and others, I won't get into the split, but they, they laid the foundation, an unelected body of justices, of lawyers, conferring enormous power on unelected body of bureaucrats. The only people who don't have a say, you and me. So it's an existential threat, ladies and gentlemen. Those of you who drive to work and work your ass off every day, whether it's a van or a truck or a vehicle of any kind, a car, 
You're the problem. Don't you see how hot it is? Don't you see how hot it is in Nevada? In the middle of the damn summer? That's what we have air conditioning for. At least for now, until the brownouts and the blackouts. And what a wimp group of wimps we've become. Oh, it's so hot, I don't know, my God. <laughs> you know what I say down here in Florida, Mr. Producer, to everybody? It's a little chilly, isn't it? What do you mean? They don't even get the irony. A little chilly. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know what company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code LEVINPODCAST. And make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. It's a pleasure to have Mike Pence on the program. Mr. Vice President, how are you, sir? Mark Levin, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on. You know, I want people to know something. Politics is a funny thing. There's all kinds of battles, attacks going back and forth. That's the nature of politics. But you and I will always be friends. Your <laughs> conservatism goes way back. We go back, I don't know how long, a long time, actually. And, uh, a long time, Mark. I'm definitely getting old, Mike, I can tell you that. And uh, <laughs> No, you're not. <laughs> but the truth is, the truth is, that's the way it is. There's nothing I can do about it. Politics is politics. That's the nature of the beast. Yeah. Now, that's all right. that said, Mr. Vice President, I have a couple of questions for you here. Yeah, fire away. Why is there almost no focus on what Joe Biden is doing to undermine the state of Israel? Mostly because he hates Netanyahu is standing up to Iran and he's going to cut a deal with Iran that's going to ensure they have nuclear weapons and just try and manage it. Won't that be a disaster for the United States? It'll be a total disaster. And and, uh, and quite frankly, you know, we had Iran more isolated than ever before. I mean, the Abraham Accords basically were historic. Uh, we had uh, we had put incredible pressure after we pulled out of the Iran nuclear deal. But from day one, uh, President Joe Biden and his administration literally been going hat in hand and begging the Iranians to come back in the deal. And as I told an Iranian dissident group just two weeks ago, it, it's now come to light that the Biden administration is is going back to the well. They're begging Iran to come back uh, into this deal. And as you said earlier today, they're selling out the U.S. and Israel to Iran. And I, I called on Joe Biden to cease and desist any and all negotiations with Iran over reentering uh, the Iran nuclear deal. We've got to stand strong all across the world to contain China, 
to contain Iran. And it's the reason why, Mark, and I appreciate your strong leadership on this. It's the reason why, as the leader of the free world, uh, we need to continue to give the military support uh, to the Ukrainian armed forces to repel mm-hmm. that Russian invasion. It's all about projecting American strength, uh, whether it's in whether it's in the Middle East or whether it's in China or whether it's in Ukraine. And the Biden administration has been projecting weakness across the world, the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan being exhibit A, and the world's becoming more dangerous as a result because weakness arouses evil. You know, I don't understand the foreign policy. I mean, I understand bad foreign policies. I don't even understand the rational or consistent foreign policy here. What he does in Afghanistan is a disgrace. What he's doing to our ally Israel is a disgrace. He is he he is uh, uh, engaging with Iran. Won't engage with Netanyahu. When you look at what he's doing, what what is his foreign policy? I don't even know what his foreign policy is. Well, it's it is the foreign policy of the left, and it, and it's one of the reasons it's it's one of the reasons why you know people like Elon Omar get away with uh, saying that she's not going to go and 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 listen to a joint session speech by the president of Israel. I mean, you know, we all know. You know, her long history of anti-Semitic remarks, she was kicked off, rightly kicked off the Foreign Affairs Committee. But uh, but I got to tell you, it's it's not just Elon Omar. It's not just the squad. Uh, this is the politics of the left that are constantly morally equivalent, you know, creating a moral equivalency between those that would seek to destroy our most cherished ally, Israel. Uh, and 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 the Jewish state of Israel that's that's been fighting for its own existence uh, in in its after it was restored to its historic homeland in 1948. You know, I've said many times, I'll say it again at Christians United for Israel when I'm in Washington on on Monday, Mark, that, you know, if the world knows nothing else, the world should know this. America stands with Israel. And it, it's one of those passionate things that have called me into this race for president. You know, as you said, you and I aren't new to this movement. But I, I think American leadership in the world being willing to stand with our allies, stand up to our enemies, show that American strength uh, is absolutely essential. I'm going to be a voice for that uh, in this campaign. Uh, I'll tell your listeners around the country uh, to find out more about us, go to MikePence2024.com. But we're fighting for that strong American leadership in the world, fiscal responsibility at home, the sanctity of life and traditional values at home. That's the conservative agenda you and I have been standing on for all these years, Mark. Yeah. Now, Vice President Pence, I want to talk about communist China. What in the world are we doing to prepare for this country that wants to go to war with us. We're sending a conga line of cabinet secretaries over there on bended knee. We don't know what they're discussing in closed door meetings. I mean, I feel like this country, the people aren't unraveling. The government's unraveling the country. Does that make sense? That's right. No, the American people are, yeah, the American people are still strong. Let me promise you, it's this government that's weak. I don't think you can describe Secretary Blinken's trip to China. Uh, or or uh, or Janet Yeltsin's trip to China as anything other than that Asian term kowtowing. 
Mm. I mean, did you see Janet, how many times Janet Yeltsin bowed to her? Humiliating. Her, not even her counterpart, not even her counterpart in China. And then when Secretary Blinken went over, I, I read that he didn't even have a commitment to meet with Xi before he went over. And this is literally within days of when China is is buzzing our aircraft uh, in the South China Sea, cutting off American warships. And just a, a few weeks after they floated a balloon over strategic landmarks in the United States. It's it just I mean, I, I have to tell you, I, I never saw a worse example of of uh, appeasement foreign policy in, in recent years than than sending over our secretary of state and other cabinet members to meet with China and kind of beg them to like us again. You know, the I will tell you, I've met President Xi. I've, I've stood nose to nose with him. I'm telling you what, I've taken the measure of the man. The only thing communist China understands is strength. Mm-hmm. And and what we ought to be doing is not rebuilding our military, but building a military fitted to the challenges of the 21st century. It's going to only be if, if we build a military, we build a 350-ship Navy, we, we deploy American forces that we're going to ensure peace through strength. If we continue on the path Biden's got us on, which is military budget cuts, literally political correctness at the Pentagon and, and America on a trajectory of cutting military spending. I, I got to tell you, I, I don't want to think about what our armed forces may have to face in the days ahead. We need to meet this moment with American strength. I have some questions on the economy and domestic. Can you stick with us another segment? Absolutely. All right. We're talking to Vice President Mike Pence. I'll be right back. You know what company's looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and now 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. That also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Mark Levin, the thunder on the right. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Vice President Mike Pence, a couple of questions. Climate change seems to be the all-encompassing ideology for every left-wing, harebrained agenda Tell me, how many lives are we going to save, Mr. Vice President, by getting rid of incandescent light bulbs? I mean, are people <laughs> eating them or something? Am I missing something? I, 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 <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we remember we saved them, and <laughs> the Biden administration comes in, and gas stoves are next, right, Mark? It's yeah, just, it's, it's ridiculous. It's insanity. And let me just go ahead and tell your listeners, my wife doesn't have a private jet either. I know that's become <laughs> kind of a thing. And just so everyone knows, that's in response to John Kerry. That's not my jet. What a dumb response was that? 
<laughs> he tells the Congress it was a you know an internet you know myth that he flew around on a private jet. He said, "I don't own a jet." And then we, you know, his wife does, of course. It's so <laughs> ridiculous. I want to make it clear: I don't have a jet. My wife doesn't have a jet. We fly commercial, and I'm proud of it. Yeah, right. Sure, he does. <laughs> He's flying commercial back to Iowa tomorrow. And what does he do? What does he do? He's flying all over the I, I place. Just, he hasn't uh, been confirmed by the Senate. He just yeah. runs around on the government. Di- I've never seen anything like that lawlessness. You think you guys could have gotten rid of, uh, gotten away with this, Mike? I don't think so. Well, no. Well, look, we look, and and I have great I have great sensitivity to this. But we we had cabinet members that ran into problems with travel. And he's not a cabinet. Uh, he's a nothing. Uh, and and, uh, and we made changes. So look, uh, it, it, you know, if the media didn't have double standards, they'd have no standards at all. You know that. I mean, good heavens, this cocaine business that's breaking in the news this week. We Now the Secret Service has said they're not even going to keep looking. Can you even imagine, Mark, no. No. if that had happened during the Trump-Pence administration? I mean, it's just, it's, you know. But well, here's look, what I don't get, I Mike. I honestly think. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. How, how You're telling me. Yeah. With, with seasoned Secret Service, FBI, top technology yeah. on the face of the earth. Somebody yeah. leaves cocaine in the White House. No right. DNA, no fingerprints, no nothing. I don't believe it. I, I, I just don't believe it. I don't believe our Secret Service is this imbecilic that they can't get to the bottom of this. I really don't believe it. I don't see how that's possible. And notice Joe Biden hasn't said a damn thing about it. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, I really, you know, I worked in the White House just about every day for four years. <laughs> when I wasn't traveling across the country or across the world. And, uh, you know, you know, here's the newsflash for your listeners. There's a lot of surveillance at the White House, Mark. I don't know if you knew that. Um, yep. A lot of screening. Everybody that works for the White House, other than, you know, other than those of us selected, have to go through a drug test, right, to work at the White House. Mm-hmm. I, just, I really I don't get it. But I'll tell you what, the American people do. I was, I was up at an event today, and I told folks, you know, I have never seen, and you and you've inspired so much of this across the country in our time, and and going into 2024, Mark. I mean, look, we the American people know we're better than this. Uh, mm-hmm. That they're tired of uh, of 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 this uh, the two standards in the national media, and for that matter, this this uh, you know unequal treatment before the law that they saw during our administration and since and. Uh, I think there's big change coming, and I, you know, I'm somebody that believes that we need we need new leadership in the Republican Party. But I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there's a majority of Americans who know that we need new leadership in the White House, and we're going to get it. And I'm going to do my part every single day to make sure that happens. Now, what is your campaign strategy? I mean, look at this guy, Chris Christie. Yeah, he's in negative yeah. numbers, and he seems to think trashing everybody else somehow he's going to rise in the polls. I mean, I tell people, ask me, I say, run on your own campaign, run on your principles, tell the American people what you're going to do. What is your what is your strategy? Well, my strategy is to run on that broad conservative agenda that, frankly, drew me to the Republican Party. I mean, back in the days of Ronald Reagan, when I was a teenager, I was active in the Democratic Party. But as I listened to the voice of Ronald Reagan and his commitment to a strong national defense, American leadership, in the world, a commitment to limited government and uh, less government, less taxes and traditional values, the right to life. I, I joined the Reagan revolution. I never looked back. 
and I really think we're having a healthy debate in the Republican Party today, whether our party has changed or whether we're still about those things. Well, I think we're still about those things. I think those are still timeless American ideals. And they're also they're also ideas that have, have carried Republicans to victory over the last 50 years in one election after another. So we're going to keep telling that story. Now, we'll draw the contrast. You said at the start of our conversation, you know, elections are about choices. And in politics, you, you draw the difference on the issues. But I promise you, Mark, I'm going to stick to the issues. Uh, we're going to have a little bit of a a little bit of a, a, a candidate uh, forum tomorrow in Iowa. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, we'll have a lot of those going forward. I'm yeah, the blaze is covering make that. Make sure we get on that debate stage. Say again? Yeah, blaze is covering that. Our uh, our digital yeah. online company. So uh, yeah, we're look we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great day, and uh, we're working around the clock to make sure that we we got we we're high enough in the polls to easily qualify for the debate. But we're working real hard to garner the forty thousand donors around the country that are required. That's why I mentioned the website. MikePence2024.com. People can go there and give a buck and make sure that we're on the stage. Because that's what I want to – I don't want to I, – I don't, I don't think – I think negative personal attacks have no place in public life. You know me well. That's, I've tried to carry myself that way over the last 20 years in various roles in Congress as governor and as vice president. But I, I, I look forward to a good, vigorous debate about the future of the party and the future of the country because – uh, Lord knows the uh, the American people need change, and it's only going to come from the Republican Party and the standard bearer that we put forward. Let me ask you a question that really has nothing to do with much, but I'm just curious. as <laughs> a personal point. You know, when I go to some various events, particularly Jewish events, they have the same damn thing, salmon, 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 salmon. Go ahead. Hey, would you like salmon? Okay. You know, locks. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Lock. Okay. Yeah. Lock. You're on the road. You have to eat yeah. this stuff. You say to yourself, yeah. oh my God, not that again. Does that ever, does, does that ever go into your head? I'm just curious. <laughs> no. Well, I, I have occasionally uh, met a fried chicken that uh, <laughs> I've seen enough of. Yes. <laughs> That's that's part of it. That's part of the joy of it. You know, we spent almost the entire week uh, around the 4th of July in Iowa, and we got in and out of a lot of great places and also hit a lot of places called the Pizza Ranch out that way. That's just a great classic tradition in Iowa and across the heartland. And uh, I never met a pizza I'd seen enough of, but I'd occasionally right. seen a fried chicken that I could pass. Well, my best to your family, Mr. Vice President. You take care of yourself out there. It's It's a little rough. You know, and well, uh, at all my best to you, sir. Well, God Thank bless you. Thank you, Mark. It's great to be back on the Mark Levin Show. We appreciate your voice, your clarion voice for conservative values in the country. And uh, we'll talk again soon. Appreciate it. You take care of yourself. Here you go. Yeah, he's a friend of mine. I don't just attack friends. I can't do it. I can have disagreements with friends. And I do all the time. We have disagreements within my family. But the enemy is the Democrat Party. I'm just being honest. And certain of these individuals, I think, who are in this race to elect Joe Biden. I'm now convinced Chris Christie's in this race to elect Joe Biden. Of course, he'll deny it. When he goes on my buddy Hugh Hewitt's show, he'll deny it vociferously. He won't come on my show where I can confront him. And by the way, I don't care if the guy comes on the show or not. 
I guess if, <laughs> excuse me, cholera. I guess, Mr. Producer, if I'm advising him and I'm on his staff, his staff of what, two, three? I tell him, don't go on that show. It may get, it may get a little ugly and then we don't want that. But that's probably what's going on, don't you think? Smart advisors, you think? Well, let me do it this way. You have an open invitation. Open invitation, Chris Christie. I don't understand his campaign plan if he wants to get the Republican nomination. That's why I know he doesn't. Attack the leading Republican candidate. And I don't mean on policy. I mean just personally and viciously. And he once had his head so far up President Trump's butt it wasn't even funny, you know. But now he's decided, no, nah, i got to take a different position if I want to get anywhere and continue to be paid these ridiculous fees for speeches. I don't know what the guy does for a living. I know he doesn't sell books for a living. His first week of books, I think they were what, 2,200, Mr. Producer? We sell 2,200 books a day. That's no brag. That's just a fact. He sold 2,200 and he was on Meet the Prey. He was on all the usual crap shows. They're his friends. Peggy Noonan has endorsed him. What? How many votes does that get? Negative 12. Uh, but that said, how do you win Iowa or New Hampshire by campaigning in the green room at Fox or at the green room at CNN or at the green room at ABC, wolfing down all the donuts? How, how does that work? Man of the people, he's the man of the donut. I mean, I detest John Kerry, but at least the guy likes to fly around and do stuff. Of course, on our dime. He is detestable, isn't he? Oh, he's detestable. But Christie doesn't go out there and do that. I don't know. And I don't know who keeps booking him. Why do they keep booking him? Is it for a laugh? It's definitely not for ratings. Certainly not for substance. Yeah, I'm convinced that he's a... uh, that he is a, a torpedo. In addition to the Hindenburg. You can be both. He's by Torpedo and Hindenburg, Mr. Producer. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. You know a company is looking for you when they actually upgrade your service and don't charge you for it? This is great news and for new and current Pure Talk customers. Pure Talk just added data to every plan and is including a mobile hotspot with each one with no price increase whatsoever. Now, if you've considered Pure Talk before but haven't pulled the trigger, take a look again. Just $20 a month for unlimited talk text and a 50% more 5G data plus mobile hotspot. Just 20 bucks a month, folks. This is why I love Pure Talk. It also happens to be veteran-owned and only hires the best customer service team right here in America. Most families are saving almost $1,000 a year while enjoying the most dependable 5G network in America. Just go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast to make the switch to Pure Talk and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, go to puretalk.com, enter promo code L-E-V-I-N Podcast and make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Think about something, Mr. Producer, as I sit here, as the mind never stops. What if I were to take my three hours of programming and move it up 
to say five o'clock, maybe be five to eight. What do you think of that? Or maybe four to seven. Think that would shake up the industry? I mean, we pretty much can do whatever we damn well want to do. Because of you, the loyal audience out there. Something to think about. Don't get me wrong. I'm not moving now or doing anything. So it's just something that's stirring around. Something I'm thinking about. I've always had the hardest three hours in radio. Why? <laughs> Several reasons. In a great deal of the country, I'm up against sports. Now, we look those teams from time to time. We really do. But there's nothing harder, particularly on AM radio, than duking it out with baseball, basketball, playoffs, hockey. It just is what it is. And so, you know, people say, well, look at, look at the second hour. Look at the third hour. Really? How about we switch? You want to try it? But that's not the real reason. Just I'm not getting any younger. Just do different things and do them differently. Isn't that what life's all about? I don't have a nine to five job. I'm not on a union salary. I pay a crap load to this SAG union. I don't know what the hell they do. They go on strike. Oh, wow, that's great. They certainly don't represent me. It's welfare I'm paying to these millionaires. But that's interesting, don't you think, Mr. Producer? Then our, our wonderful Teresa, she's the big muckety-muck who helps keep things together around here. She showed me the top five podcasters in talk radio. Did you see that list? How can I be number three? I don't even talk about the podcast. I don't even talk about the podcast. Or maybe it was number four. Whatever it is. Maybe I should start talking about it. Anyway, just thinking out loud. I'll be right back. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post... Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Now, listen to this. Nicole Wallace used to be a Republican. Never a conservative, an advisor to John McCain, in my view, helped sabotage the vice presidential candidacy of Sarah Palin. And then, of course, she flipped over to the Democrat Party, which is willing to pay any grifter Republican who will attack their own and stab them in the back. And uh, apparently it's been very good for her private life. It's been very good for her wallet. And there she is. But like most people of this sort, they're the worst of the worst. And she is. So she has Brennan on. Brennan's lucky he's not in Sing Sing. 
or Fort wherever where they have a nice prison, in my view. My opinion. Cut 12, go. We have so many dumb news cycles because of the sand in the gears that Republicans seem intent on throwing. But at its core, taking If the Republican Party would just go away, even as ineffective as it is, just get out of the way. Because we radical Democrats, we need to be the uniparty. We need to be the state party, which they are. We don't even want distractions as we drag the people of America kicking and screaming into our paradise. That's behind walls. Soft and with armed guards. Oh, yes, our paradise. We American Marxists, yes. If the Republican Party would just get out of the way, it doesn't matter. That they're anemic. It doesn't matter. There shouldn't be two parties. There should only be one. We're sick and tired of playing with the Republican Party. And there's McConnell, who bipartisan. We don't even hear from that guy anymore, do we? What a leader. He's great. Go ahead. Attacking the FBI, manufacturing claims of politicization, when frankly the Manufacturing claims of politicization. There's a 300-page report done by career civil servant prosecutors and even FBI agents exposing page after page after page of corruption. And this know-nothing buffoon says that it's being concocted. It's not... you know, it really, truly is unbelievable. Go ahead. Quite true. Seems to endanger us from these kinds of groups. Terrorists, foreign and domestic, cartels and gangs. Actually, you- actually, Missy, may I call you Missy? Better than Messy. Actually, Missy. Uh, the FBI has distracted itself, going after the Catholic Church, going after pro-lifers, going after parents, I'd say its agenda has really expanded. And so when people are calling them out, that's what we're supposed to do if we want to be a free people. We're not distracting them from doing their job, you idiot. And what the hell is your job? Why don't you just go on the FBI's payroll or the DNC's payroll? What kind of moron are you anyway? You have no self-respect whatsoever. Go ahead chance that we'll wake up and have a real conversation about the real threat of today's current Republican Party. That's what I wanted to get to. The real threat of today's Republican Party. You know why she said that? Because she knows what's coming, Mr. Producer, doesn't she? A full-throated expose with brass knuckles against the Democrat Party and what it's done to this country really since it since it was established but today yesterday 10 years ago 20 years ago 50 years ago 100 150 years ago the book is over 400 pages 
I did the final edits. You know what the publisher said to me, Mr. Producer? We have to get it to printing. Stop. Stop. Oh, they love the book. Only five of us actually read it. I wrote it. And they can't stop praising it. And this is not all my interests. Of course, my my wife is my toughest grader. I'm my toughest grader. I said, how would you compare this to American Marxism? She says, no comparison. I said, are you kidding? She said, no, no, this is far and away superior. The way I wrote it, the way I approached it. But you see, they want to take out the Republican Party. And so they'll support the Christie's of the world, the Romney's of the world. They'll support the Murkowski's and the Collins. They'll support those people. The McConnell's. Asa Hutchison's. Not Trump, not DeSantis, and others. This is who they are. So they want to pretend that they believe in comity, C-O-M-I-T-Y. They want to pretend to believe in bipartisanship. They want to pretend to believe in your interests, economic interests, security interests, all your interests. They could care less who you are or what you're doing. They want to control you. Your thought processes with changing words and outlawing words and punishing people that don't go along. So I've concluded, you ready? That we need to take out the Democrat Party. It's the only way. It needs to be obliterated. It needs to be broken up into a thousand pieces. It's the party of slavery. It's the party of segregation. It's the party of the Confederacy. It's the party of Jim Crow. The party of eugenics. The party of abortion on demand. The party of big, centralized police state government. It's the party that rejects the Constitution, always has. Rejects the Declaration of Independence, always has. It's the party of black racism, white racism, anti-Semitism, anti-Asianism. This is what it does. This is who it is. It's a totalitarian party. That's what it is. And it's getting stronger and stronger and stronger. Because now it's finally devoured federal law enforcement. We used to be able to defend on them to stand up. Not anymore. They're brave whistleblowers. When I was at Justice, it was a stand-up operation. Not anymore. You're attacking the FBI. No, they're attacking us. And it's time to have the guts to say so. But Nicole Wallace, because she actually is quite stupid. And I say this with all due respect, Mr. Producer. She is a face for the view. You understand what I'm saying? And that's okay. That's good, right? Everyone on the view is just gorgeous, aren't they? May I say that? All right, they're not. They're ugly. What do you want me to say? 
Besides, they're not women anyway. I haven't consulted with a biologist to make sure one way or the other. But regardless, she wants to know when we'll wake up, I quote, and have a real conversation about the real threat of today's current Republican Party. As opposed to the one 10 years ago, the one 50 years ago, kind of propaganda bullcrap is this? The Republican Party doesn't threat anything or anyone, and that's part of the problem. It doesn't have teeth. It wants to cut deals. It wants to go along to get along. It doesn't want to be viewed as extremist by the media, which views it as extremist, even if it does nothing. It doesn't understand the culture wars. How do we know that? The Chris Christie types. They got to face, they don't deal with the pocketbook issues. We can do that, big boy. We can do both. And in your case, you didn't either. You left the mess of New Jersey, and New Jersey's a mess. You didn't change the political situation in New Jersey. You did nothing profound, nothing statesmanlike. You spent a year uh, defending yourself against a bridge, for crying out loud. I mean, you, you spent more time defending yourself against that damn bridge than Ted Kennedy ever did about Chappaqua, uh, Chappaquiddick. It's, that's, that's not my fault. That's their fault. No, you're sloppy. Your staff did things they shouldn't have done. That's on you. Stop blaming everybody else. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. The last time we had Representative Claudia Tenney on the program, uh, they were trying to steal her election. And she muscled through. It wasn't easy, that's for sure. And she represents the New York District 24. How are you? Great. How are you? It's just an honor to be on your show, as always. Well, it's an honor to have you on the show. You're one of the few people in the United States Congress, one of the few who's calling out Joe Biden, his administration, which is selling out to the Iranians who are about to get these nuclear-tipped ICBM missiles. They have 83% now uh, nuclear material, 7% shorter than 90% needed. When he came in office, they had 5%, because the Trump policies really were choking off Iran. They are meeting with Aragon. He'll meet with anyone, any butcher, any, anybody. He's stiffing Netanyahu. And I think you were right on in what I read on Breitbart. Can you explain to me what's taking in the American people what's taking place here? Yes. First of all, uh, the Biden administration is obsessed with getting back into the JCPOA, which is, you know, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, otherwise known as the Iran deal. They're obsessed with it. They put a, a weak guy up named Rob Malley, who was their envoy to Iran to negotiate this deal. And actually, he was just uh, removed and he's put on leave because he violated security clearances. So he's been suspended. So we know that that's corrupt right there uh, with a guy who is not really negotiating in the best interest of the United States and Israel and our allies in the Middle East. 
And so now we have the situation where uh, the Biden administration is saying, let's go ahead and allow uh, the Iranians to enrich up to 90 percent, which is weapons grade. They're at 87 percent. Now, let's look back to the JCPOA. The Iran deal only allows 3.67 percent. Why are we even exceeding the flawed Iran deal to give them even more ability to wreak havoc on the Middle East, to be a, continue to be uh, a, a sponsor of terror? Uh, the Israelis are, are up against it. And it's all because uh, Joe Biden doesn't like the fact that Netanyahu is actually a conservative and he's reasonable and he's common sense. And I think they're trying to blame this on, you know, some it, it's a scapegoat issue, but they're trying to claim, oh, Netanyahu is meddling in the judicial system in Israel, which is, is really a false argument. And even those on the, you know, the left or the middle left are, are agree with that this is a false issue. I think a lot of people don't realize the Israeli Supreme Court is got some strange powers and Netanyahu's trying to actually put it in a check. He made some really important reforms. So instead of having bureaucrats hire bureaucrats to be on the court, he said that elected officials, people accountable to the, the governance of the people have to be the ones putting people on the court. And, and these are common sense, good reforms that resemble something like what we have, because there is no real constitution in Israel. They have what they call the basic law. So all the good things that Netanyahu is trying to do, Biden is undermining, and especially using this Iran deal. And I think that we are coming into a dangerous space where we do not have good negotiations. We have John Kerry and other phonies out there uh, that are really harming the best interests of the United States on this uh, this really scary situation in the Middle East, which is so important to our nation and to the security of Israel, our best ally there. I think Biden is surrounded with these uh, Obama types who hate the state of Israel. Let's just be honest, who hate Netanyahu, who love the uh, quislings on the left in Israel uh, and these these phony front groups in our country like uh, like J Street and so forth. Netanyahu's elected. He's got a coalition that was elected. He's the longest serving prime minister in their history. And we went back and looked, Claudia, and we see that throughout the time that he's been prime minister earlier and now, Joe Biden has called him and his government's extreme in every instance. He called Menachem Begum extreme. We're dealing with a truly stupid but nasty man in the White House, surrounded by ideologues, under his watch, Iran's going to have nuclear weapons. Israel's probably going to have to go to war. Do you think they'll have the backing of the Biden Pentagon? I, absolutely not. I've got to be honest with you. I just recently penned a letter with my colleague, a Democrat, Josh Gottheimer, uh, asking the leaders of the United Kingdom, France and Germany uh, to initiate the snapback sanctions that were ironically were in the Iran deal, but they were also codified in the United Nations Security Council resolution so that we could prevent them from having these. This expires in October. If we could get them to initiate the snapback sanctions, we could have some hedge based on the weakness of the Biden administration. So that's something that we've been working on. You know, I also we're dealing with the National Defense Authorization Act right now. We're in uh, we're voting on this all this week in Congress. And I put in a number of resolutions dealing with Iran and Israel and other things to to protect our interests there. You know, one thing I put in in the NDAA back in 2021 that was, you know, has been disregarded is they have uh, the Iranian Revolutionary Guard Corps we haven't reported on their status. And so I went ahead and did my own report using open sources. And yet the Biden administration refuses to provide any kind of uh, d- uh, transparency on that as required by law. And it was passed into law 
you know, under a, a Democrat rule at the time. So we have a really weak administration, a very dangerous administration, as you say. And not only is Joe Biden, I'm glad you said it, not only is Joe Biden, I think, incompetent on foreign policy issues, he's a mean person. He's not a good person. His legacy reflects that. He's not the kind of person we should have as the president of the United States with any gravitas with any real understanding of what needs to be done to protect this nation. He has no courage. His instincts are all just political hackery. And I think that's what makes me most nervous as an American citizen and the way that our, our, our foreign affairs are being portrayed around the world. I mean, this is a dangerous situation for us. And this Iran deal is extremely important. And, and them trying to get back in and make this, uh, this terrible deal again. And if, once Iran becomes enriched, it, we, there's no turning back. I mean, no their, back. their mission is to destroy Israel. Mm-hmm. And by the way, they don't talk exactly uh, friendly to us, do they? Uh, no. Well, of course, you know, the Iranians, I mean, look, Joe Biden is so weak and so busy sabotaging the Saudis. I mean, they're far from perfect. They have their own problems. But, you know, they, ha- they engaged, uh, the Saudis engaged with Iran and China. Now, All that's right, a I, dangerous I wanna, situation. I, can we hold you over? i got to take sure. a break. Yeah, he chased the Saudis into the arms of the Iranians and the communist Chinese. Joe Biden is destroying this country. Excuse me. He's destroying the world, actually. I'll be right back. In today's digital age, where cyber threats loom larger than ever, safeguarding your personal information is paramount. So why is Congress considering a law that could put your credit card data at greater risk of being hacked and exposed to foreign networks? This Durbin Marshall credit card bill could jeopardize your financial data, make it more susceptible to cyber intrusions. It's a controversial bill that proposes a shift in billions of dollars worth of consumer transactions to payment networks that lack the robust security measures consumers rely on. Who could possibly want that? Well, the answer, woke corporate megastores seeking to inflate their multi-billion dollar profit margins. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill will undermine our safe and convenient payment systems and endanger your data security. It's time to take a stand. Visit electronicpaymentscoalition.org. Make your voice heard. Tell your senators to oppose the radical Durbin Marshall credit card bill paid for by the Electronic Payments Coalition. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Mark Levin, the research arm of conservative media. Call in now, 877-381-3811. Claudia Tenney is a great representative from the 24th District of New York. They almost stole that election from her, count after count after count. We've seen that before. I have some other questions for you. Why are we giving American taxpayer money to communist China a green climate fund. They have 80 to 85% of the rare minerals needed in this country for batteries and solar. Why is this administration giving money to communist China that has no intention of complying with any green anything? Well, let me give you my, uh, I, I will give you my opinion on this because uh, 
I think it's no coincidence that one of the, I would argue, the most corrupt president in the United States history, at least in the modern era, is Joe Biden, who is completely compromised by China, whose son, like I'm on the, I serve on the Ways and Means Committee. You know, we we were able to release the testimony of the whistleblower uh, that showed that actually uh, Hunter Biden was receiving money from Ukraine. Uh, Romanian interests, Chinese interests. We, we detailed over 17 million. The whistleblowers just think it's a lot more than that. And by the way, these whistleblowers weren't just looking for the money or, you know, looking for Hunter Biden like they were always searching out uh, Donald Trump. They actually discovered uh, and stumbled upon Hunter Biden while they were investigating an international porn ring, which led them to this. We had, uh, you know, these SARS reports uh, that are those uh, suspicious activity reports, over 150 of them that James Comer uh, discovered on the Oversight Committee. And the, and the Ways and Means whistleblowers wanted to link this together. This would have been done with anyone else other than the Biden. So I think a lot of it is to cater to the, to the Chinese. I think the Chinese Communist Party has complete control over Joe Biden. Maybe they even have some text messages from the the alleged cell phone that was given to Joe Biden uh, via the Chinese Communist Party to Hunter to Joe. I don't know. I mean, these are not to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but there's an awful lot of compromises between there's, the Biden There's no and conspiracies the going on right now, Representative. It's all I mean, you would have thought this stuff was conspiratorial at one point, but it's not. No, it's 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 all coming. It's popping. Look, I look at it this. Everything about Biden is in plain sight. And they're engaged in a cover-up with the help of the Department of Justice and with the help of the FBI. You, we, we could have criticized Nixon. We know he didn't commit the crime, but he committed the cover-up. We've got Biden committing the crime and the cover-up. <laughs> and so, you know, it's in plain sight. But, you know, meanwhile, Hunter is entertaining himself out at the, uh, the White House with Merrick Garland in attendance at the party with the, in, in the Israeli prime minister. And then, you know, Hunter Biden's out at Camp David. Hunter, gosh, who knows whose uh, cocaine is uh, left in the White House, the Secret Service. They don't know where that came from. So, you know, I just think there's a lot of compromise uh, with, with President Biden and the Chinese Communist Party. And I think there's a lot of donors on the left who want to keep this thing open. I mean, look, we had over $400 million, I think it was even greater, $400 billion that was going to go to giving uh, Green New Deal uh, subsidies to help the Chinese Communist Party, and the Democrats voted against it. They voted against us keeping the solar energy panels and the type of things we could keep with our American manufacturers here in the United States. They voted to send those over to China because the American manufacturers allegedly couldn't make those up fast enough. Well, give me a break. This is not what that's about. There's something between Biden and China that we see, uh, but we, yet we need to prove and we need to take back the White House in order to prosecute because we're doing everything we can to shine the light to provide the oversight, to subpoena the witnesses. We just don't have prosecutorial power. And uh, I, I still think the Republicans have to be as ferocious as the Democrats are. They never quit. I mean, Nancy Pelosi didn't just use power. She abused power. We need to make sure we use our constitutional power to uphold the integrity of our nation, which, which I feel like we need to do even stronger than we are now. We have a five-seat majority in the House. Uh, we're compromised by Schumer over in the Senate. And uh, we got to fight the fight. You know, you talk about my election from 2020. The Democrats have just overturned uh, the, the Democrats in New York want to go back and revisit redistricting to wipe out the 11 Republican seats that we have right now in the state of New York, which would wipe out our majority in the House just with New York alone. So we have to fight on every level. And that's why you know I started the Election Integrity Caucus after my struggle and 100 days in court looking at Mark Elias every day, which isn't a pleasant thought. 
Uh, and uh, we've got to fight. And the Republicans have to stand up. Not a, we, As you know, Mark, we always win on policy. We just don't win on process. And we've got to win on both. And I think that's uh, we've got to really be tough. Our country depends on it. We are the last hope at this point. I'm getting older. I've been around a while. My son, I, you know, served. He was a Naval Academy graduate. He's uh, served in the Marine Corps. He's now a reservist. You know, his future, my grandchildren's future. This is this is the last best hope. This is the last best hope this of freedom. It. It's amazing. It's, I, I don't know where we're going to turn if, this, if we don't save this mm-hmm. republic. You're going to love my new book when it comes out. The Democrat Party Hates America. It is chapter and <laughs> verse. That's the t- I, I'm taking the gloves off, and I want people to pay attention to this. This is not just ideology that comes out of the uh, atmosphere. This is this party that embraces every one of these, these forces, these Marxist activities, these anti-American activities. They embrace them. They promote them. They fund them. That's what they do. That's who they are. This has been an anti-American party. Since the before the Civil War with the Confederacy, with slavery and segregation, it's time we tell the story rather than them tell lies about who they are. Question. I was a little yep. disappointed not to put you on the spot. Darrell Ice has been around a while, too. And uh, he was asked about impeaching Merrick Garland. He said, I think we're a long way from that. I don't think we're a long way from it at all. I worked for an attorney general. I was chief of staff for an attorney general. My attorney general, Meese, never did anything wrong, and they kept blaming him for everything. Here we have a man who's the mob lawyer for the Biden administration. He's going after Trump. He's protecting all the Bidens. He won't appoint a special counsel to go after them. He approves every damn thing the special counsel is doing against Trump. You need to have a hearing. You need to go through the process. You can't go through that process unless you charge the guy. You drop a nickel, and they're filing impeachments against uh, Donald Trump. What do you think about this? I, I think I agree with you, Mark. I think we have to go through the process. We have to push the Democrats to, to actually do so. We know we can probably get this done in the House. We've got to push the Democrats and shame them into doing something uh, on the Senate side. Now, I'll tell you, we were able to, that debt ceiling vote, which a lot of conservatives objected to, uh, remember that we didn't vote for any appropriations in that bill. We didn't vote for any spending in that bill. That was, that was a plan of what we need to do in the appropriations. We brought the Democrats to the table. We had a pair of twos. They had a royal flush because they certainly weren't afraid of our five-seat majority that we had in the House. But what they did is the American people were upset with the Democrats, and they knew they had to come to the table. If we can engage in impeachment proceedings against Merrick Garland, force the Democrats and Chuck Schumer to recognize you've got to do something about this, I think you're right. You have to push. If we're not pushing, you can't sit there and say, we don't know what the end game is going to be. And and, and all with due respect to Daryl, I think that he's worried that if we go through this process, we're going to get, you know, snuffed out in the Senate. But I think it's worthy of looking into it and putting the Democrats on the spot. Yeah. Did they care about getting snuffed out in the Senate? No. The whole point of an impeachment now is to get information Exactly. On a daily basis, stay focused on the corruption. And in my view, if this guy, this attorney general isn't a mob lawyer, we've never seen one before, effectively. And if you're not going to at least have a hearing or hearings, an investigation here, then when will you? Do you actually have to find an attorney general with bags of bank money in his hands? Is that what it takes? Although we can't even... Yeah, I mean, Jim Jordan's the chair of the Judiciary Committee. I mean, I think he's the person that's got to be pushing on this. Uh, And I think it'd be be good to do it. But let me also tell you why it would be good politically, not just 
procedurally is the Democrats are going to have some tough elections in the Senate side. So are they going to actually allow, if we expose this, are they going to actually vote for people who vote against impeaching someone who has done what Merrick Garland has done, which is disgraceful? Thank goodness he never became a Supreme Court justice. God, I don't know. They got a lot of kamikaze politicians over there. But I want to thank you. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. Claudia Tenney, I want to thank you. We want to have you back. That's New York's 24th district. Now you know why they tried to stop her. Uh, And now they're going to try and redistrict her out of existence because this is what the Democrats do. God bless you, my friend. Take care of yourself. Thank you. And God bless you and your audience. I appreciate it so much. All right. You be well. She's a great patriot. Very nice lady, isn't she, Mr. But a great, tough patriot. A reminder. Leo Terrell and Christopher Rufa will be on Life, Liberty, and Levin on this Friday. I can tell you, I got up at, I typically get up at 6 or 7 in the morning. I got up about 3.30 this morning to work on my opening statement for Sunday. And I have to say, it's a kick-ass. I'll be right back. John Kerry at a House subcommittee on climate agenda today, questioned by Michael Waltz. Cut seven, go. Mr. Secretary, uh, in in exchange with Mr. Mills, you uh, just testified under oath that you never owned a private jet. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to enter into the record an uh, article here from February 15th of 2023 that the John Kerry family private jet was sold shortly after accusations of climate hypocrisy. Uh, Mr. Secretary, do you stand by that testimony Not that objective. you've never I, owned or I personally, your family? I your family? personally, yes. My wife owned a plane and sold <laughs> you flew on that plane. Been, uh, not in a number of years, and, but I have flown on it, and sure. this article is not then inaccurate, that your family owned a plane, you flew on a plane. There, my Mr. wife Secretary, owned a plane. Here's the, here's the issue. Yeah. This isn't some kind of partisan gotcha. When we are asking Americans to make serious sacrifices as we transition for the common good. I'm not transitioning to anything. Not my personal life and not with my car. I'm perfectly happy with where I am and what I'm doing. Go ahead. Self are flying around on private jets. That smacks of hypocrisy. It actually hurts your cause, Mr. Secretary. But I'll I'll move on. I but, but just want to know sir, from a record sir, standpoint. Afford me the the right at least to set the record straight here. I do not fly on a private jet. By the way, let's stop a second. I don't fly on a private jet either. As everybody in JetBlue and American Airlines and United know. And I come back be- between Virginia and Florida constantly. But if I had a private jet and all that goes with it, paying the pilots, paying the people who maintain it, paying the place that houses it, and all the rest of it, the mechanics and so forth, and so, I'd be putting a lot of people to work. I'm not interested in a private jet. I can't afford a private jet. That's true. I cannot. Some can. I have no problem with people flying private jets. I have no problem with people buying, you know, Ferraris. I have no problem with any of it. But here we are, you see, because this is how the Democrats play the game. This is where they push us. 
give a damn if some guy has a private jet. Unless you're going Traverse here. I love that car, by the way. The Chevy Traverse. It's like the all-purpose car. Now, I have a Lexus uh, SUV in Virginia, but in Florida, I have this Chevy Traverse, and you know what? It's a fantastic car. Anyway, go ahead. Do I do not fly. I fly commercially. Have on you all of my responsibilities? Since you've taken this position, just just let me let me just finish. I have flown five times in the last two and a half years on Mill Air, which you also fly on, sure. and or some of you who travel. Mill Air is the military. He may fly on it sometimes. He's a member of Congress. You fly on it all the time. You're not a cabinet officer. I don't know what the hell you are. You haven't been confirmed by the Senate. You've married into wealth. You married a melon your first time around. Then you married a a uh, Heinz your second time around. Go ahead. Otherwise, all of my trips are commercial Have airlines. you flown on a private jet in a personal or official capacity since you've taken this position? Possibly once. I, I don't, I think. Yeah, honestly. Let's try this one. Do you think Xi is a dictator? Cut eight, go. There, there's no question at all that uh, President Xi is, is the major decider uh, of, uh, of the direction and of the policies of Is he, China. in fact, effectively a dictator? Well, I'm not, you know, I don't think it's useful to get into, I don't, I'm not going to get into. Hey, look, it's not useful to call Hitler a dictator, Tojo a dictator, Mussolini a dictator, Castro a dictator. The great threat we face is the weather, America. That's the great threat. Not the nuclear missiles from communist China. Not that they're building for war against us. No, 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 no. It's the sun. It's the sun gods. They're angry with us. Kind of a stupid jackass is this? We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our wonderful truckers, the freedom fighters in Ukraine and Taiwan, and you, the smartest, most loyal, the best audience of all audiences. I have an idea. I'll meet you over at Amazon right now. The Democrat Party hates America, and they prove it every damn day. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 